Joining me right now on Kumite TV is UFC lightweight slash welterweight Frank Camacho. What's going on, Frank? Yo, what's up? What's up, dude? Oh, man, just to hear the word lightweight, it's just like, oh, here we go. We're back at it. <laughs> uh, first off, congratulations on signing a four-fight extension with the UFC. How does it feel to, uh, you know, kind of like get a promotion with the company? Dude, it's actually... It was actually pretty good because like after so so what happened was after my last fight right fuck dude it was a it was a devastating knockout and uh first time i've ever been finished like that in my career you know i mean i mean i mean i did I, like it didn't hurt because like i was just out you know i was just like oh shit i just remember waking up and then i just remember waking up like yo dang dude i was like whatever i whatever i do don't say what happened because you know I, I always always see people uh, after they get knocked out and you see you read their lips like, what happened what happened and I was like okay I'm not gonna be that guy dude I'm not gonna be the guy I know what happened I was just I was so bummed and then I was like man this is the last fight on my contract I was I was like kind of going through I was like ah yeah I had to make my way back into the UFC but dude I have a really good management team um, Iridium Sports Jason House. Jacob and uh within hours man uh, the, the the UFC was interested in uh in in re-signing me within hours I was just like wow you know really it's just like man maybe it really just it's, a, it's such a good thing maybe just to be good to people be good to the staff and, and you know and just be just be good to people you know and 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 good karma will come your way and then also too like and I'll bring it every fight, <laughs> you know. I'll, I'll bring it every fight. So I was just looking at a, diff a different, with different lenses, and and uh, just very blessed, bro. I'm very honored that I get to sign another four fights and and perform at the in the the biggest event, you know, in front of the best MMA fans. Yeah, you have a great combination of, like you said, being good to people, and then when you step inside the cage. You bring it every fight, and people notice that. You're kind of, in a way, uh, the anti-Connor in, in many ways, right? Do you think that? that? Yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, more so, dude. Uh, uh, Drew Dober, man, my, 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 my previous opponent, I was very, I was very uh, fortunate to face him, right? But, like, he made a post with, with we, we were... We were bowing at uh, we were bowing at each other right after our, our freaking war, you know, and I don't remember word for word, but he was it was kind of like a quote saying, "Men, we're fight we can only fight for so long, but the 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 connections that you make with people are forever," and yeah, man, and and that's very true, and some people are. are you know, have to step out of character, and, and yeah, man, I, I can't question the men that do. They're making the, they're making the seven figures. You know what I mean? And I'm here, not even close to that. But, but I, I feel for myself, uh, man, be just being true to yourself and just being true to what you represent um, means more than anything to me. And then now, now that I'm a father of two, it's like now I got my boys that are gonna, they're gonna be growing up. And when I'm all retired, you know, am I gonna be proud of? what I said, what I had done in my, in my career, you know, and, uh, and I want to be like a good model that they can look up to and maybe, and even surpass me and be better. Yeah. You, you've already definitely did that, man. Even if you retire tomorrow, you already left, you know, a good legacy for yourself and for your kids to look up to. 
Um, you know, you took some time off after the Jeff Neal fight. Did you consciously take that time off to kind of decompress and think about what you need to do to move on forward? Um, not, not really. I, I, the UFC, I think we were trying to make a comeback earlier this year. Uh, but we know we, we, we knew we wanted to go back down to lightweight. Uh, so, you know, the, I guess Sean Shelby and the UFC, they really wanted to, to do it right. I, they, they've known that I've had issues making 55. So, uh, you know, we're doing it the right way. We're, we, we've had a, uh, like a good amount of time to, to get the weight down and just to kind of to prep and to kind of get my mind right. And then also too, after the knockout, uh, it was, man, I had no idea. There's a, there's a huge protocol you have to go through. You know, you have to, <laughs> you have to see like a, you know, many doctors and, uh, neuro neurologists, man, like all these. Yeah. So the, the, the protocol is just, it's just really awesome, man, that they're, that, uh, they're looking out for the fighters and for the for the athletes. So yeah, took some time off, and it was actually a really well needed time off, man. It's gonna be, uh, man. I, I finished four fights in like almost a year, under a year. So, man, we're we're it's feels good, man. I can't wait to get back in there. You know. You mentioned going back down to lightweight. You must be dieting. Is someone helping you out with all of that? Yeah, so I'm working with Underground Prep, and uh, you know I forgot to give them a shout out, but yeah, they're they're I'm I'm doing my camp in uh, in Irvine, California, in uh, Orange County with Team Oyama under Colin Oyama. Man, camp is going really well, dude. I'm just I'm constantly being stimulated in my mind, and I'm constantly learning, and just feels good, man. Just feels good again, and uh, uh, kind of just being in my um, just being away from, just being away from the family is just kind of like, it's hard, but I know it's necessary and the sacrifice is necessary to, you know, for the goals ahead, you know. Dieting makes fighters hungry, literally and figuratively. Does it have the same effect on you? Dude, I just, I just got some food, uh, I just got some food at Whole Foods and, um, you know, I got some Brussels sprouts and some fish and maybe just, and, just and a few more veggies and good gracious man like passing the the dessert section and seeing everyone eat the desserts was just like making me so angry dude I, was like, I just want no but yeah you know but i i feel man it's like that struggle and the stress that's just gonna just push me harder you know and yeah you know there there's a lot of different things right i i pred anyone if, if if you're if you're listening to this uh to this interview right you can comment on below let, let us know what you if it's true or not but they say that tigers or lions that are hungry right before hunting their perf physically performance goes up a notch because they need to eat and they need to feed you know and I just I like to think of myself like that. <laughs> you said you're out at Team Oyama. Why did you decide to go over to that camp? Have you been there before? I. Uh, so my manager, uh, my management team, uh, Jason House recommended that I come check him out, you know, and uh, I was I was kind of looking for a coach, uh, looking for a coach and just looking for a team. I came out like twice. I came out twice and I got to work with them and yo, it clicked like uh, his his fighting style and, and his coaching style just really complements mine and 
uh, you know, it's not even like changing my style. It's really just kind of making me understand my body and my mechanics, my techniques and, and how I can apply that to the fight game. So man, once what that first, the first session, the second session that I came, I was like, yo, I'm going to do a camp here. What have they implemented new to your training program? Um, you know, very, very fight specific, like, uh, so like for my upcoming fight against Nick Hine, right? Um, they're not, you know, like they're not, they're not telling me or, or not like not fight specific in a way where like, Hey Frank, you're going to go out there and you're gonna throw spinning back kicks because he's open to spinning back kicks. You're like, yo, <laughs> yo, I'm not, I don't, I don't throw that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like. He he's a man. He's just been in the game for so long, and he he knows he he sees what I'm strong at, and how I can use that against a guy like Nick Hine. All right. Speaking of your next fight, you mentioned your opponent Nick Hine. It's going to be on June first. You're heading to Stockholm, Sweden. Is that your first trip out to Europe? It's not going to be. It's not my first trip to Europe, but it's going to be my first trip to to Sweden. You know and. I'm very excited, dude, and and you know it, it, it's kind of surreal, right? You got this little this little island boy from from Saipan, from Guam, and uh, you know just your 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 just your typical island kid, and 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 people said that you couldn't, you know, like like you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. But man, I'm traveling the world, and I'm seeing the world through fighting. You know, I'm meeting amazing people. I'm talking to people like you over the freaking over the over Skype, man, because of fighting, you know, and, and I'm making all these relationships and wow, it's just it's just so mind blowing. And, and I and I, I I try not to forget to enjoy every second of it, you know, and, and be grateful for every second of it, because I know one day. One day, not, I mean, it's not going to be today. It's not going to be next year. It's not going to be two years. But one day, it's going to all end. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to hang up the gloves. So I got to make sure that I enjoy every, the the important people in my life, you know? Definitely. Well, Nick Hine, you know, you probably looked him up a little bit. You probably watched a couple of his fights. How do you feel about this matchup? Dude, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a judo guy, man, but he never uses his judo, you know? So... Uh, I mean, I'm not counting that out. Like, you know, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to eat my words and and then see a highlight reel of my feet flying in the air after a big ass throw. You know, but uh, first you look at him right physically. He's built like a freaking tank, and um, he's built like a tank. He's a lefty, but I think he fights right handed. I don't know, man. He's he's tough as nails. You know, he. Man, he's a fighter, bro, and and, and we're we're both kind of on the same boat. We're on losing streaks, and we're trying to get get a get a W and and you know get a W uh, on our next fight. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight. You know, you know the funny, the crazy thing is, is that um, like I, you know, I'm I'm a huge redditor, right? Like I'm big on Reddit, and like uh, I saw someone posted the the fight on Reddit that you know that we're fighting, and and it was so funny because. Uh, you know, they were saying like, oh yeah, Nick Hine this, oh Frank Camacho this, and and they're like, oh man, Frank Frank would definitely bring the fight out of him, and no matter what, it's gonna be an exciting fight because Frank's gonna come out. I'm like, oh man, I don't want people to think that, you know, like like uh, I just need to be a little bit more tactical with him and tactical with my fights and be more strategic. But then again, man, you just never know, dude. I just kind of 
make it a fight. Make it simple. Make it a fight. Well, you know, a lot of guys can be very technical and bring the action at the same time. So it doesn't mean that you have to pick one side or the other, right? Oh, that's for sure, for sure. But you know, the the end goal right now, man, is I have an opportunity. I have a second opportunity uh, with the UFC and and to prove myself. And uh, you know, we're gonna go out there and and give it all I got to get that win. Outside of fighting, you're big into photography. You mentioned vlogging earlier. What made you interested in doing this? Is this something like a second career you want to kind of go down? Dude, so so how I got into it, right, was uh, when so when you first start off in, in MMA, there's no real man. You gotta have a second job, you know. There, you're, you're not you're not gonna be you're not gonna be making a living off of uh, you know fighting like uh, starting off as a pro or whatever, right? So I had I had to figure out a way how to like market myself. So you know I had to figure out how to make myself a website. I had to learn how to get sponsors and and I couldn't I couldn't hire graphic designers you know I couldn't hire photographers I couldn't hire videographers but and then eventually I kind of after taking photos and taking videos of my uh, you know for for promotional for the promotional side I was like whoa this is freaking cool dude and, you know so I started taking photos of others and uh videos and uh and then it eventually became into telling stories and I was like man the coolest thing is that Every single person that I've ever taken photos of or or videos of, there's some sort of greatness that each person has, and and I'm just so fascinated by capturing that greatness within everyone's story. You know, like uh, uh, like for example, like a wedding. You know, like I, I love wedding photography because man, you could just really see the genuine love for like couples. You know what I mean? I mean. Don't mean to be corny or nothing, right? Or like, or like, uh, like I followed. Uh, I was doing Brandon Vera's vlogs, and I was like, "Yo, man, this, you know, like Brandon Vera is a good friend of mine." But I, I learned so much and capture so much great things that so many people can find inspiration. Like I did another vlog with a, uh, uh, with this kid that that has this um. He he had like a like a situation with with he was born with his uh his intestines outside of his body and he's getting surgery this weekend or, or getting surgery soon, and he's such a freaking great kid, dude. Like he's like above average happier kid than a lot of kids that I've met, you know. And it's like that greatness and that and that greatness within himself. I feel like people can find inspiration through the videos and through the photos that I capture. And I've just been fascinated by it. And, and dude, definitely down the line, maybe after, after fighting, I would, it's, it's something that I want to continue and, and uh, yeah. And build off of my wife is a filmmaker. She's uh, she, she got into video. I uh, mean, through me and she's just taking it to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I think it's. I'm just really fascinated with stories, you know, and, and and I'm sure you you can attest to that too, right? Like, like you, man, you you interview so much people, and and you could just see like there's so many different stories that yeah. every single person you interview like they have, and it's it's so fascinating, dude, and and I'm just really fascinated about that. Yeah, me too, definitely. Of course, I I try to ask questions not just about the fighting, but about them and kind of like what's going on in their life. And another thing going on in your life, or was going on in your life, was you helping your community 
during the typhoons. They were very devastating to the islands. Talk about that experience and, you know, going through that natural disaster in many ways. Yeah, so so back home, right, like in Saipan and in Guam and, and the, the Mariana Islands, uh, we're very prone to typhoons. You know, there's there's like, so everything, we always have like a typhoon, a typhoon season, you know? Um, it's like around the summertime. And the islands haven't got hit by like a super typhoon in so long, probably like, I don't, I don't know, 10, 12, 12 years. And uh, the one that just hit Saipan and Tinian, dude, it was like, I think, like sustained winds of like 200 miles an hour. So uh, we don't even know what the gusts were, you know. Um, I think it was the strongest, the strongest storm to hit U.S. soil since the 1930s. So, yo, it was devastating, dude. Like, like it was crazy. Like concrete buildings were breaking and um, it was so devastating, you know. So uh, Guam didn't get hit. Or Guam did get hit, but it wasn't it wasn't as devastating as Saipan and Tinian, and and uh, and I just felt like, man, I'm 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 blessed to be in a position to be able to help, and you know, or blessed in a position to be able to pull, to make connections to help, and uh, I felt it was my calling, bro. Like I, I, like I just felt not even obligated, like or like you're not my dude. Like I, just, it was just something that I just had to do, you know, like. And I'm sure others would have done the same if if I was in help, you know. So, uh, yeah, got got a bunch of uh, made a lot of connections and and connected a lot of people to to make the to make donations. And man, the and honestly, bro, it was so cool to see the community come together and and uh, and help each other out. That was that was a really humbling experience. It's just amazing, man, to see that and you doing that. One last thing before I let you go: music and sports they go together. What's on your playlist, man? Give us something. Give us a sneak peek. Dude, man, you know, man, music is my weak point, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, dude, I'm so bad with music, but, uh, uh, like, like, I don't, like, I don't know my music, but I'll listen to, like, like, Island Reggae, to, to, to Bob Marley, uh, shoot, what am I, and I, like, local artists on Guam, the Four Piece Band, um, shoot, I, the John Dang Show. Uh, you got if you've never heard of them, you got to check them out. You know, and then of course like your regular island reggae, right? But yo, know, when times get tough and I'm on the treadmill, dude, and I don't want to freaking run, and I'm like, I got like ten more minutes to go, then it's then it's the freaking Rocky playlist, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Rocky freaking playlist, bro. Like I, I, uh, I'll just put that thing on repeat and just freaking hit it. And 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 for Rocky, right? So my my second son, I have two boys. My youngest son, he's uh, nine months. I think he's gonna be ten months soon. I think he's ten months. I don't know. Anyway, uh, his name is Rocky, and he's named after Rocky Balboa. You know, like I'm such a huge Rocky fan. Before every fight, fight week, I, I always uh, I watch Rocky one. I, I watch Rocky to Rocky four, and. Uh, just, I love it. I love his story, man, and 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 not even just the story of Rocky, but the story of Sylvester Stallone that led him into into the show and to his success. But yeah, that's my playlist, bro. All right, man. June first, UFC on ESPN Plus Eleven, Stockholm, Sweden. I always appreciate the time, Frank, and uh, good luck to you, man, on your fight. See you soon. Man, for sure, for sure. Appreciate it, man. We'll we'll, we'll catch up again and we'll recap.
Hey, Huffity guys, man, Frank the Crank Camacho here. I just want to thank all my sponsors and all my supporters. Stroll Guam, download the app on the App Store. Uh, man, they're a huge supporter. They sponsor my vlog, actually, and uh, super stoked. And just everyone back home and all the MMA fans around the world. And you, thank you, brother, for having me on the show. And uh, I, really, I really, really appreciate all you guys.